I believe with every fibre of my being that the course I have set out is the right one for our country and all our people. What has been achieved today is not Brexit. I don't believe this government has negotiated fairly or effectively. Brexit is a lose-lose situation. We have always followed the EU mandate. It is utterly unacceptable to anybody who believes in democracy. Hello and welcome to Brexit The Final Countdown. We're back in Westminster, actually in Portcullis House. Um, on a very auspicious day, it's not only maybe Brexit Day, uh, Martin, but it's also Jodie's birthday. Oh, happy birthday. Yeah. Um, and a humble return to our podcast by Martin Brown, senior political correspondent for the Daily Express. Um, we've got 17 days to go. We have MV2 today. It could be this deal, it could be no deal, or it could be an extension. Aren't these exciting times? It's very exciting, and you're going to ask me what's going to happen, and I'm going to tell you I don't know. You, yeah, that's exactly what I'm going to ask. She's done it, hasn't she? She's gone away. She's secured legally binding amendments to the Brexit deal. Uh, she dashed over to Strasbourg last night. She kissed it. He kissed her hand. You know, has it, isn't this kind of job done? Brexit completed it kind of thing? As we've said in the past, things change very rapidly in Westminster at the moment. Yep. Yesterday morning, I came in the office, and it was all doom and gloom, number 10, was staring down the barrel of a huge defeat. Mm-hmm. Uh, yesterday was a kind of game of will she, won't she? Will she go to? Yeah, this flight. Like, is she going to even leave? Brussels, Strasbourg, yeah. wherever. Will she get anything from from the EU? And yeah, late, late last night she dashed over, jetted over, and has seemingly got something a smidgen, maybe a bit mm. better, a bit more than um, we anticipated and the mood is a bit better today it's optimistic mm, very optimistic well done Therese um, okay so do you want to talk about what she's actually got it's a pretty specific technical science bit do you remember <coughs> yeah. that Jennifer Aniston advert science bit concentrate yeah concentrate um, <laughs> I've got it written down but I'm still on the wiser so we've got uh, the joint interpretive instrument which basically means that the backstop backstop isn't permanent but we already knew well, that well the backstop was never supposed to be permanent but that's the whole problem that the Brexiteers were and convinced others that were convinced was. that it was it was not <coughs> strong enough um, and the EU would just keep us in the backstop yeah okay what this does um, it just gives a, is a, a legal document it gives a li- little bit of legal weight um, alongside the agreement um, and what will happen is the UK can if the EU doesn't play ball and tries to keep us in the backstop, if the backstop is used in yes. 20, 20 or 21, then we can go to a take it to an arbit- it's arbit- arbitration arbitration panel, panel yeah. and um, and that is that would be a mechanism of um, not staying in the backstop. Brilliant. It's gonna it's it's got some legal weight because it's gonna go to the UN in Geneva and it will be added added to the whole package. Okay. Um, so, what, but. The, book, the issue is whether it, that is enough for Jeffrey uh, Cox because he's like the man of the hour now, right? Jeffrey Cox, who's due to um, I think it's going to happen. Tell while us we're, all what's happening in, in in about half an hour's time. Yeah. Did you see his um, not very polite tweet that to Jon Snow when Jon? Yeah. Yes. We can't. We <laughs> we were debating whether we can or can't say well, the other B it. word <laughs> on the podcast. Um, okay. Well, <laughs> we'll, well do that. It's out there at some yeah. Footage. Okay. So uh, what? No, there, there, there was some suggestion. I think as. John Snow was alluding to that last night he was uh, like this isn't enough this isn't enough this so isn't enough, it'll be and I'm not convinced hugely interesting to see what he say, says today but I can't imagine he's not after all this he's not going to give it a rubber stamp a Do big huge rubber stamp but of course we'll if, if Jeffrey Jeffrey's 
up for it. But then you've got to you've got to convince Arlene, and we've got to convince Bill Cash. Right? They're the other two key, if not quite random people, that have become very significant to the future of this great nation, haven't they? It's a funny old game. It isn't is a it? funny old game. Arlene gave like the least committal. Her tweet last night was basically like, "Oh yeah, we've seen it. We know it's there. I'll have a think." Like not giving anything away. What do you reckon? That's wise. I think um, some of the uh, Brexiteers, the ERGers, have been told to. Uh, keep quiet keep stum as well yeah. um, I've just on my way here actually I had a quick chat with um, on. one of them Marc Francois and he said it's going to have to be amazing <laughs> amazing uh, if, if he's going to back it oh really so. he, he is a, a man that's everywhere whoever is doing his, pre- his press office are working overtime because he is a man that we see a lot isn't he yeah. um, okay so maybe enough I, do you see Reese Mogg was on Newsnight last night and he's very much like if, if, if Arlene if the DUP are up for it will, he will back yeah. Because this is all about the future of the union. Absolutely. And as we've said, said before, it's, it's a numbers game. It's an absolute yeah. numbers game. She lost by 230 votes before In 118 down. Tory Brex, um, rebels. So yeah. she needs to win win most of those over and the DUP to, to get it through. Looking at the, the, the rebels from January, it's the 118 Tories who voted against her. 34 didn't want a backstop at all. 47 wanted an altogether better deal. 18 wanted no deal and 8 backed a second ref so do we like this yeah like is that going to be enough to calm I mean that's there's a lot of different reasons to there were a lot of different reasons for disagreeing with her deal in January weren't there uh, the, the 37 who didn't want to backstop at all yeah. are, the, are the key yeah key numbers the others most if not all will probably be satisfied do you think apart from the second deal second referendum well, from, but they wouldn't um, be satisfied like that prince but song the, the, the real hardliners who, who don't want the backstop at all want unilateral exit and mm. will be harder to appease yeah um but we'll yeah we'll i know we always say this but we're just waiting to see what we've been what waiting Jeffrey for Cox a, a whole, a whole series say, yeah. does anyone care what labor think she's kind of doing yeah. she doesn't need them right if she can well, well, she doesn't know. need them. She doesn't uh, need it's, them. It's a numbers game, but Labour aren't going to back it. The Tiggers aren't oh, going to back God it. Oh, love them. Um, God SDP yeah. aren't. So she is. All she needs to worry about is DUP and, DUP. and Tories. What can she? Is she can she bung some more money to Northern Ireland? Like what? Like what channels of persuasion has she got apart from Geoffrey Cox like signing off on it in half an hour? I think people would probably argue that Northern Ireland or the DUP have done very well they out have of, done very well um, it already I'd I think Brexit it's just down billion. to the, the legal technicalities now yeah. the, the, the three the three um, points that she uh, secured last night that the, the agreed with Brussels um, is it enough for the DUP and mm. are they comfortable with that it's enough of Michael Gove he's he's I think he's pl- he's been kind of interesting hasn't he in all this like he's become a kind of massive supporter of her like he's always the one that now gets wheeled out he's on the telegram this morning he's always the one that kind of has to that backs TM's position I think which is quite interesting considering I don't think he was her, her biggest fan at the beginning he's been on a bit of a journey like all of us or do you think he's about to become Prime Minister I don't think he's going to become Prime Minister I think he may I, I mean it, the thing with Michael Gove is he's, he's very effective mm. I've been impressed not at clapping not at clapping, no. He does a kind of a roundy, roundabout way clapping. Yeah. But no, he's in in my years in in um, reporting in Parliament. He's a very effective in all the departments he's been in, mm-hmm. and he's an effective campaigner. He's got yeah. a huge brain when it political brain when it comes 
Um, but I, the whole the whole Brexit referendum issue and the thing with Boris, and now mm. he's kind of flip flopped and coming behind Theresa May. That I think that kind of filters through to the public, and they probably oh, do really? they trust him. Um, is he kind of a leader leader yeah. I, I, I don't know but um, he's, he's someone I'd like to have on my, on my team if I was Prime Minister I'd like oh to yeah have you want him, him in your corner to, certainly maybe on this podcast Theresa May has seemingly got him on yeah. her team at the moment so. it's ex- it, we've never done such an opt- we've never had an episode of this podcast that's been as optimistic about anything Theresa May has ever done if we'd done it 24 hours ago it would uh, have been so it suicidal been doom and gloom yep. we'd have been saying what like it's gonna we're gonna have we're definitely going into a delay but who knows I mean these things at the moment it's optimistic but we've seen so many times before that it can um, things can unravel very fast can't they yeah Um, what do you think Europe are thinking are they just like for God's sake please get on with this we want to have our European renaissance and all that good stuff or yeah I think they are can we squeeze anything more out of them we're going we've got there's a summit next week isn't there the last one that we'll get to go to that is where it will officially be kind of rubber stamped and it'll be a river dirty, bonjour. Well, not bonjour. <laughs> no, certainly <laughs> not bonjour. Au revoir. <laughs> especially, um, and they've been told to, that that they should they, that they should. This is the best it's going to get, and that they should all agree on it next week. Yeah, nothing I, more to come. I might add that it possibly could have been very well choreographed yesterday, in the mm. sense that this really is it. This is the best you're going to well, get. Even like the time it happening, like midnight press conferences and late night flights. It was all very Jean Claude Juncker saying you've had you've got to make the most of your second chance there will be no third chance yeah. it, it has it all been choreographed to terrify make everyone sure, terrify everyone yeah. box the um, Brexiteers in so that they vote for the deal and it goes through Maybes. we don't know but um, it's just worth worth thinking of that yeah I mean I, yeah I think it's been a little stage managed hasn't it surely yeah um, okay so just let us imagine that this deal doesn't pass Tomorrow we would then have a vote in the Commons to decide whether we, whether there's any support for a no, for no deal, which will hopefully which would be defeated, one assumes. Well, it's the the mood is more optimistic today, but um, I, if I was a betting man and the Cheltenham race, you are starting, a betting. You oh, love I, horses. I, I, love I saw horses. how sad you were about the horse flu on Twitter. <laughs> you would never more retweets of that than this you've ever given this podcast. Just to make the point, I would s- still say it's more likely um, that. She's not going to win tonight. The deal's really? not going to go through tonight. So, um, but cool. it depends. There's Jeffrey Cox is speaking soon, and you know that that may change. But mm. if it doesn't go through, yeah, then there will be a vote tomorrow in Parliament um, to take no deal off the table, which I imagine will be successful. Yeah. Cool. At which point, Parliament starts to regain control, or yeah. take control o- over the whole issue. And then on Thursday, there's going to be a vote on extending Article 50. Um, At which stage, then, I think the gloves are well and truly off. I think we could be looking at everything from Prime Prime Ministerial resignation or being kicked out to a whole slew of ministerial (laughs) resignations. Um, Then you're talking about general elections, second round. You know, all hell is going to break loose if if the vote doesn't go through tonight, I would imagine. Yeah, I mean, definitely all hell is breaking loose. I think it might break loose anyway, mightn't it? Your, I mean, note, we're your notes have gone into, know, the, into, the, into the mud. Into the soil. You know, that's, yeah. 
says a lot actually Pathet- no not pathetic fallacy that's storm gareth outside have you been outside today it's so uh, windy well, and stormy kind of went outside on the way to uh, to meet you here and it was, it's just hellish. It was cold and wet enough for me Sets a pre- no um if it was like gcse english you'd be like <laughs> the stormy weather forecasting a stormy evening no um okay you've lo- i've lost my train of thought uh, i was about to if, say if what happens if it doesn't yeah it doesn't go through tonight all house breaking loose so we could have an extension but they're saying you can only have one for like two weeks because otherwise then we start getting into then we would have to stand people for the european elections right uh no not two weeks it's to may till may sorry may, two months. may the 23rd i think right so they're saying you can have until then or then you'll have to extend it for like a, a year, a year. and yep. then and then to give us time for things like a regime change here and for us to just you know calm down yeah i think it's uh martin selmayer um Juncker's right hand man mm. said He's angling for a, at least a year extension yeah. for that exact reason, that so you can have a general election, out. get out, yeah. whoever, Drain get, the get new, new, <laughs> a new team in to do the negotiations. Yeah. Oh, good. Um, yeah, maybe that's just what it needs—a a fresh pair of eyes. <laughs> but I, I fear that uh, Theresa May's days are numbered. I know she's do said that she's not going to con- stand at the next election. Yeah, but numbered by like. A year, less than a year. Or the next scheduled general election. You love uh, prophesizing elections, though. You do it every episode. (laughs) It's like my crap analysis. You're you're (laughs) forecasting an election is what you do. Yeah, I I think if she gets the deal through tonight, then that buys her a bit more time. She lives to see. Well, yeah, she'll she'll be the heroine and uh, she can, in some ways, she will will buy herself a bit more time. Mm. If it doesn't go through, I... Who yeah, would it she'll be? Last the end of the week, or certainly the end of the month. Who would? Yeah, who do you reckon? He was teasing oh, over we're the not weekend. Into this again. I know, uh, I know, but he was, did you see his like sexy tease? Where he was like, "Never say never." Never say never again. <laughs> um, uh, it could be anyone. It, it could, could be, be you, our, actually, Martin. It could be me. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, if she, if it does all pass, we should start thinking about trade, our trade relationship with the EU, shouldn't we? Yeah, and well, then that's what, what happen- yeah. Liam Fox has been doing for the last two years. Isn't is that it? what it is? Right. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, all the if it all goes through and we leave on March the 29th as planned, then there's still going to be two, at least two years. Well, there'll be two years of trade negotiations transition, going in the transition period, and then. Um, but supposedly, a, a lot of deals are close to being done. Yeah. Um, and and I mean. Last night, the um, after the kiss and the, yeah, the deal was signed sweet. or whatever, uh, the pound spiked and yeah, it was all, all right. kind of boom time again. So, <laughs> if we do leave on March the 29th, it's, it's amazing what such as how how significant it is. And I would imagine if we leave on March the 29th, the trade deals will start to flow flow in easy more easily than they are now at the moment. Okay, well that's a reason to be cheerful. You're very optimistic today, aren't you? You have to be. You have to be. Yeah, you're right. You do have to be. Um, okay, fab. Well, we don't. Really, there's. This is kind of where all we can get to, isn't it? Because we've got to wait for Jeffrey Cox to speak. You've got a very important engagement. Well, we're going to go and I can see, see if what's we can happening. Catch Theresa May now. Um, she's a big fan she's of the podcast. She's going to come and speak to MPs in Portcullis House, and uh, hopefully, we can try and grab a word with her. Hopefully, hopefully. With the Maybot. The Maybot. No, with the woman of the hour. Girl power. <laughs> 
So we're outside the um, Atley room in Portcullis House where Theresa May is just about to um, address MPs in the 1922 committee. Um, but we've just got word through that Geoffrey Cox has um, said that the uh, legal risk to the new agreement um, remains unchanged. So it's basically going to be a political decision now, which could be a bit of a game changer. It could be, um, this could mean that the Brexiteers won't support the deal and we could be moving into um, uncharted territory and uh, the vote tomorrow where MPs will then try and take no deal off the table. The mood of the meeting was polite, the Prime, the Prime Minister was listened to very respectfully. Question after question after question was directed at her on the legal advice and particularly on paragraph 19 of the Attorney General's statement where he, he, he makes the critical observation, however the legal risk remains unchanged and colleague after colleague asked the Prime Minister about that. It went really well. Lots of people who were voting against it last time around have changed their mind today. Really quite quite serious, quite sombre but actually many people stood up and said I voted against it last time but this is a political judgment now as well as a legal judgment that we have to deliver Brexit because that is the instruction of British people. Uh, it's the right thing to do for our country, it's the right thing to do for our party as well. Do you give any names? Oh, several. Um, literally, you know, I had lots of Lawrence Robertson, um, three or four, five of the questions were people who voted against it last time around. One colleague quite rightly said I was looking for you to bring a rabbit back out of your hat, um, but you've managed a hamster, and he said <laughs> it's good enough for him. <laughs> so, oh, really? Yeah, well, who knows? It's going to be closer, but uh, it, it clearly won't be over the, over the line. I think a lot will depend on the DUP now as well. Who was it that said the hamster gag? I've got a feeling it was Charlie Elphick, but I might be, <laughs> I might be, I might be misattributing. Uh, he said, you haven't quite pulled a rabbit out of the hat, but you've, got, you've pulled a hamster out of the hat, and it's good enough for me, was his line. Uh, whoever it was, I think it was Elphick. Yeah. There were some uh, clear questions. wanted to analyse what the text meant and what sort of guarantees people could get. Above all, the tone was very thoughtful, I thought. You know, some people are not yet completely convinced, but they're clearly thinking about it. And she made the point that, you know, we have to look at this politically, as well as a lot of people wanted to look at legally, we have to look at this politically, what the consequences are for the country if we don't get this through. She's going to win tonight? I think she's going to win tonight. I think we're all going to win tonight. That's the important outcome we're all really hoping for, because otherwise the instability that would follow would be so unwelcome. What will it take to convince those who are not convinced at the moment? Well, I hope they've becoming convinced. And what I felt today was people really thinking about it and working out what the consequences were of not getting it through. We need to get this through for the stability that we all want and there's a strong feeling out there that will get a swelling of consumer confidence and business investment if we get this through. So that I hope is what people will think about when they think about how they're going to vote. Well, I hope they were listening. There's no point staying up and saying something we didn't. But the Prime Minister was very committed. She's got, she she's knackered. She's got a very sore throat. How's your voice Prime Minister? Sufficient. Okay, so the 1922 committee has just wrapped up. Um, they were in there for about 40 minutes. Theresa May was explaining um, her new deal to the um, powerful backbench committee. 
There was three rounds of table banging, which is the traditional way that they signal support for Prime Minister, what she's saying. And there was a round of applause at the end. We had reports coming through um, from the meeting and some MPs were coming out saying that she's lost her voice, she's got a sore throat. So I asked her how her throat was and she looked back at, uh, at the podcast and said, uh, sufficient. After the meeting wrapped up, some Brexiteers were coming out with faces like thunder saying that there's no way they're going to back the deal. One of the angriest I saw was Boris Johnson as he walked in. Unsurprisingly, Marc Francois... Um, was pretty ticked off about it all and he says there's no way he's going to be wholly unconvinced so um, Steve Baker uncharacteristically didn't even say a word he came out he stormed out Um, but as you would expect a lot of Remainers were coming out saying it was a highly positive meeting and Amber Rudd significantly seemed pretty confident that the Prime Minister's deal was going to go through tonight I think it's going to be incredibly close my hunch from the meeting we've just um just uh, been outside was that it was probably about 80 20 in favor um it's just those who um you just need a bit more convincing and significantly the dup were, will they back the deal or not we've we're having well we're hearing from sources that the d there's no way the dp can back it but that's only sources Lot, lot of, um, lot to play for in the next few hours. Ooh, earlier on, we were quite positive, optimistic. Now it's not looking so. Um, I think some of the details are coming through. Um, Jeffrey Cox's significant passage in the um, the documents is num- passage 19, paragraph 19, which basically says that nothing sig- legal risk hasn't changed. So um, it's going to be on a knife edge tonight, I think. Thank you, Martin. Thank you for listening to Brexit The Final Countdown. If you like what you heard, make sure you click subscribe. And if you really enjoyed it, you could always leave us a review.